everybody, welcome to another episode of Olympus Radio. I am Lucas, son of Hermes. And I'm Haley, daughter of Aphrodite. And welcome. Welcome Hi. to episode four. Yes, we've made it to episode four. Which chapter is... four. Yes. Yes. Chapter keep, four. You know what keeps messing me up? <laughs> it's the uh, it's the episode zero that we did. Oh, yeah. That's... Yeah. Okay. I, we're doing chapter four. We are doing chapter My four. My favorite chapter. Is this... If this is it. This is this is the moment. Yes. Yeah, too much was action pack it was action pack and this is the chapter my mother teaches me bullfighting mm, it's all in the title yeah it's mm. fantastic but beasts <laughs> I can't okay but before we start any updates today we do have a little bit of news about the uh, the Percy Jackson Disney Plus show sounds sexy I uh I got I looked up some things and um Logan Lerman who played Percy Jackson in the movies said recently that he would be up for a cameo in the new show. Like he's talked to a couple different sources about mm. it. I know. <laughs> like you guys already messed up that. No, movie. wait. Because he said uh, one article title said he'd want to be Poseidon, Poseidon in an interview interview with Entertainment Weekly or another character that he could fit. Honestly, personally, is he the guy from Thirteen Reasons Why? No, that's a I've, different person. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't. I haven't watched that show, but. I don't see him as Poseidon. Why? Because he's still in the younger... He still kind of looks younger, and I think, honestly, like, he's not as formidable as I think a god should be. Yeah, honestly. I mean, they shapeshift, and they could change their physical form any type of ways, but... But, like, I think the way that Poseidon is described, he yeah. looks like... And a much older, more distinguished man. Yeah, and look in a Hawaiian shirt. Just doesn't... I would say maybe Hermes. <laughs> yeah. But okay, he'd have I to change that. his hair color because he has sandy colored hair like Luke does. Mm. So, but I don't know. I'm just like he he's I think see, <laughs> I know I'm so like torn because I have two different views of him right now. The first view is when somebody <laughs> asked him in an interview. I know. I'm so sorry. Somebody asked him in an interview if he like blue food. And at the time, I don't know if he was saying it ironically, but oh, the, when, the they, when the cast, movies were like, yeah, you know, they were fresh, they were out, they were getting ready to hit theaters. Yeah, he essentially said in the interviews, like, I don't know why you're asking me about that. It has nothing to do with the movies. And everybody's like, it has everything to oh, do I with remember the that. books. Yeah, I remember that article you showed me. But more recently, he also said in a tweet, he said that he was excited about it and that he hopes it gets the adaptation that it deserves the accurate adaptation that I mean it it's a good book series it really is talk about little updates I have my own little update so the other week I was looking for books to read and stuff like that and I was looking online about other stuff to read and then I I don't know how but I ended up on Rick Riordan again which is fair yeah and I found out that he mind you it might have been out already mm-hmm. I just found out last week um, there's he has a new book series out it's, a, it's based on West African and African American mythology. Okay. So it's called um, Tristan Strong Punches a Hole in the Sky. Okay. So I was like, okay, Rick, what's up? So you're talking like a Nancy type African mythology, right? I think so. I'm not really sure. I didn't do that much follow up. Okay. I just saw the book and I saw the cover and I read a little bit about it. But yes, yeah, it even has a little map the way Percy Jackson's book is there. Okay. Okay, so. That's cute. And then it falls in the, the whole mythology arc that he's doing in each of these other book series because we have Norse mythology um Magnus Chase Magnus Chase which is um Annabeth's cousin yes which also like she's part of the Percy Jackson series and then there's another one too 
It's like a third series. Well, the Trials, the Trials of, Apollo. of Apollo. Yeah. Which I'm I'm currently in the middle of reading. But the long story short, I got I was very excited. I I'm like okay, I'm gonna buy that. Heck yeah, I'm super excited. All right. Let me know how it is because I'm still working my way through Trials of Apollo. So oh, are you? Yes. All right, because um, I'm on I'm on book two on the second series of um, Heroes, Heroes of Olympus. But we made a decision about that, didn't we? Yes, we did. So what you guys got to know is very exciting. When we get to the Heroes of Olympus, when we get to the Son of Neptune, which is the second in the Heroes of Olympus series, Lucas hasn't read that one yet. So he's going to read along Mind with Mind you, us. I really just want to read it. I was like, I, I mean, the way the first book ended, I'm like, okay, well, our, let's go find Percy now. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. So so he has to wait now. Well, I mean, you have a lot to do anyway. No, no, it's fine. So, I, I understand. But it's going to be exciting reading this series for the first time because mm-hmm. it's not like Percy Jackson. I know what happens with Percy Jackson. Yeah. But the anticipation of waiting. The anticipation. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, all right, so let's get right down into it. We're starting off with the... Uh, well, we're not doing the chapter yet, but do you want to give us a quick summary of what kind of happened in the last chapter? chapter okay, three? a real recap of chapter three. <laughs> My best friend loses his pants. Um, essentially, that chapter was about Percy already getting wigged out after seeing the late, the old ladies at the fruit stand. Yeah. So he's, he notices Grover acting weird on the bus. So the minute they get off the bus, he bounces. Catches a cab back to his um house in Upper East Side. Fights with a uh, smelly Gabe. Smelly Gabe waits for his mom to arrive. She, you know, his mom's described as this very like soft-spoken person, woman. She wants to be a writer, and you know, puts up with Smelly Gabe. Yeah, and luck has not been on her side for a very long time. Yeah, and stuff like that. So, and then also in the chapter three, it kind of describes a little bit about Percy's dad, but mm-hmm. not really. Mm-hmm. And then. Long story short, his mom tells him they're going back to that old cabin they used to go and hang out for vacation. What was it called again? Uh, Mont- in Montauk. Mont- Montauk. Yeah. Okay, so they arrive to Montauk. They have a great time. And then she kind of explains to him about his father, who he was as a person. And then a thunderstorm happens. And then Grover arrives. Yeah. And then they have to bounce. Yeah. Because right. something, something's definitely different about Grover, and that's when we introduced uh, Satyrs. Yes. Last time. That was at mm-hmm. the very end, our mythology breakdown. His little goat legs. <laughs> <laughs> His pate chivo. But wait. <laughs> it's goat legs in Spanish. Oh. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> you looked like you were having so much fun saying that, it's, too. It, it, <laughs> it's, it's, it's te- it's, technically, it's a, it's a Spanish song. Oh, okay. Talk about, like, eating goat, because it's delicious oh Seder or Grover would be terrified <laughs> if he goes to one of those Caribbean islands he will Whew, good luck <laughs> a lot of people like goat tails or <laughs> ox tails actually okay ox tails is not bad hmm. what's I'm it there's now. the cow tails what you mean ox tails no cow tails N- it's, what it's like little caramel <laughs> candies with that crappy like cream oh my god it. I thought it was actual <laughs> oh my god okay let's so let's dive in this chapter real quick we're, we're, we're doing a summary of chapter four my mother teaches me bullfighting. So, the chapter begins with Percy, Grover, and Percy's mom, Sally Jackson, speeding through the dark country roads with wind slamming against the Carraro and rain slashing the windshields. Sorry. Oh, you're getting into this. Because it was a very good chapter. It was very action-packed. It was very nerve, like, on the edge of your seat. High type. energy, like, yes. high octane type Because thing. everything's happening. This is the, the intermediate chapter. Mm-hmm. They're on the road. They're... they're 
speeding down the dark road while the thunderstorm is happening. Something's after them. Something. Percy didn't know that his mom could do or see anything through the dark, but she kept her foot on the gas. She was S-W-O. Okay? <laughs> she was out. Oh. <laughs> she was out. I was like, I don't know what S-W-O means. <laughs> but the thing is that every time flashes of light illuminated the car, Percy would look at Grover and wonder whether he was going insane. Or if Grover was wearing some type of, like... <laughs> now, it's described in the book as shagged carpet pants. <laughs> I don't, I don't even want to imagine what that looks like, but... I feel like that's a 70s thing. Okay. And with the smell of barnyard animal that took him back to his kindergarten class. Wow. To smell like that, my man? To give you flash memories? I mean, wet animal. Like... <laughs> you ever smell wet dog? It's not awesome. Mm. Yeah, I have. Ugh. Yeah, Oreo. All right. So the first thing that Percy thinks to say was, so you and my mom know each other? Mm-hmm. No, Grover quickly tells him, like, no, we don't know each other exactly, but she knew that I was taking care of you or keeping an eye on you, mm-hmm. keeping a watch on you, you know? Yeah. And, but he also let him know that he was not faking being his best friend. Which then, is an important distinction. Yeah. It's yeah. like, okay, now that you're revealing, all the reveals are happening, I want you to know, you're my bestie, bro. Oh, I love you. <laughs> so the only thing that <laughs> grow. <laughs> Not Grover. Percy thinks to say to him, is like, what are you exactly? He's like, that doesn't matter right now, said Grover. <laughs> so imagine reading that in the chapter. Like, that's all you got? Yeah. <laughs> Out of everything I just told you. Yeah. <laughs> and then Percy's like, what do you mean doesn't matter? Now, I'm paraphrasing this. I'm just reacting if I was Percy. Yeah. It's like, what do you mean? Like, my best friend is from the waist down is a donkey. Disrespectful. Disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> And out of nowhere, Grover goes, blah. <laughs> I didn't know how to say it. Is it goat cry? Goat chant? Oh, like, it's a bleat. A bleat? A bleat. He bleats. Okay. So, which made Percy realize that that sound that he's been making all school year long, it wasn't a nervous laugh. But it was more of a real bleat. Yeah. And Grover just screams out, Goat! <laughs> <laughs> Telling him that he's a goat from the waist down. And while also letting him know, and I quote from the book, there are satyrs who will trample you under hood for such an in- insult. And then Percy quickly re- realizes, like, whoa, satyrs? Like Mr. Brunish's um, myths? And then, then Grover snaps, like, were the old lady at the fruit stands a myth? Was Mrs. Dots a myth, Percy? And that's when Percy's like, oh, so you do admit... Mrs. Dot was, um, existed. Yeah. Like, that is totally not the point right now. And he's like, of course. And then, but he also lets him know, like, the more he knew, the more monsters were he would attract. Yeah. Putting himself in more danger. Exactly. But he said in a very, like, oh, it should have been obvious type of tone. Which, mind you, like, you need to, like, as a protector, you're not doing a bang-up job. Honestly, I, like, I've thought about this, because I... We've obviously read mm-hmm. the books before. And just that, like, attitude right there, like, you should just know this. Sh- like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That attitude of just, like, you should just know this happens a lot to Percy. And it, I'm going to talk about it later because mm-hmm. it drives me crazy. It <laughs> yeah. really bothers me. So. so Grover proceeds on saying that they be putting mists on humans 
to make stuff look like illusions. And Grover had hoped that Percy would have thought that the kindly ones that attacked him in the museum would have, wasn't going to be an illusion for him, but it was too late. Percy was kind of coming into his own. He was realizing who you who, who he was. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Um, then suddenly the, uh, a weird bellowing sound rose up again. Sounding much closer than it was before, and it makes me question: Like, did I miss that last chapter? Like, I think I missed it in the last chapter. Yeah, too. but okay, because I thought I think that's what made them get into the car. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Don't quote me, guys. Yeah. And it made it sound like they was whatever that was on this trail, like whatever was following them, was still on their trail. Mrs. Jackson quickly tells Percy that there's too much to explain and not enough time. Their main goal was to get him to safety. Percy like replies by saying like, "Safety from from what?" Who's following me? Mm-hmm. And then comes Grover again. I think he was salty over the the donkey comment, but he was like, "Oh, nobody, just the Lord of the Dark, Lord of the War- Oh, Lord of the Dead, and a few of his bloodthirsty minions." <laughs> and then, which right here, I like it because he kind of contradicts himself. He tells them, "The more you know." the more monsters will follow you. And then right there, he's like, who's following me? Oh, nobody, just the Lord of the Dead and his bloodthirsty minions. But I mean, at that point, the tea's already been spilled. But Miss like... Gro- <laughs> but Mrs. Jackson's like, Grover! <laughs> like, in an insinuation, like, shut up, bro. Well, I think just because, like, she doesn't want to scare him. Too late. Yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's, too de- late. it's 100% too late. <laughs> Basically, she's telling him to shut up, like, signaling him to, like, be quiet. Yeah. While, at the meantime, like, Percy trying to wrap his mind around what was happening, but he couldn't. I mean, he knew he wasn't dreaming. I mean, his his mind can never come up with something this weird. Yeah. Which is sad, you know? I'm like, damn, lack of creativity, bro. Well, he come thinks. He has, a, he has a low Imagination. self-esteem. Imagination! Yeah. <laughs> Then suddenly they swerved into a narrow road passing darkened farmhouses, um, wooded hills, and a pick-your-own strawberry sign. That infamous pick-your-own strawberry sign <laughs> on a picket fence. And we're going to see a lot of that in the book series. Yeah. For real. Percy then asks, like, where were they were going? And Mrs. Jackson tells him that they were going, they were heading to the summer camp that she always told him about when he was a child. Mm-hmm. The same place that his dad always wanted him to go, but she wouldn't allow it. Yeah. Um, she's been, she finished by saying like, and I quote, try to understand, like you're in danger. And he snaps back and says like, why? Because some old ladies cut yarn. And that's where Grover got serious and turned and quickly told him like, they weren't old ladies. They were, they were the fates. And the fact that they showed themselves in front of Percy meant that he, it meant that quote unquote, someone was going to die, which is cool because they start arguing in the middle of this chase or this middle of this high speed pursuit you know what I'm saying Uh it's funny I'm gonna read a little bit from the chapter (laughs) he's like whoa you said you no no I didn't I said someone no you meant you as in me (laughs) no I meant you like in someone not you you and then that's when the mom stops like boys (laughs) she gets her mom voice on yes like boys (laughs) Oh my god, it was funny because I'm like, okay, in the middle of this entire chase, y'all choose to argue about this right now. They are still, like, Percy is still 12. You And you tend to forget that when you're an old, like, yeah. when you're a grown adult reading these books, you know? No judgments here. <laughs> so quickly, Miss Jackson pulls the wheel hard to the right and Percy gets the glimpse of a figure his mom swerved to avoid. What was that? Percy says. 
But his mom ignored him and just she just kept saying, like, one more mile. We're almost there. Please, please, please. Yeah. Percy himself, because of the anticipation of just getting where the, the hell... Anticipation. Patience of getting wherever they were go- trying to get, he started leaning forward and he was like, okay, let's just get there. Yeah. Let's just get there at this point. While in the midst of all that, he starts thinking about Mrs. Dots, you know, and the fact that, that she changed into that leathery creature. What's it called? The... The Fury. It was Fury, right? Yeah. Electo. Electo. Like, he he started thinking about the way she changed and how she changed, and he came to a realization, like, oh, she was there to kill me. You know, suffering from, like, a late reaction. Well, he's just finding this information out. Exactly. And then it quickly, he quickly started thinking about Mr. Bruner and the sword that that Mr. Bruner threw at him to fight her. And then, but before he even asked Grover about the sword, like, out of nowhere came this blinding flash and jar rattling boom. Silence. (laughs) Percy tries to shake the daze only to find out they swerved into a ditch with the doors welded shut in the mud and the roof cracked open like an eggshell. Lightning was the only explanation. That's crazy. Lightning. What are the coincidences of you on the middle of this pursuit, this figure that you saw, and out of nowhere, you get hit by lightning. Yeah. Well, it's, it seems kind of... You know what? Speaking from a future standpoint, like, because I know what happened, yeah. that's petty. That's really that's not okay. petty. For real. Like, to be that... Mm. <laughs> like, no spoilers today! Yeah. Uh. 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 They were blasted off the road. <laughs> Grover was a big motion. Mo- motionless lump he slumped over with blood trickling from the side of his mouth but Percy was relieved when he when he groaned food that means a sign they they were okay yeah he was gonna be alright yeah it was hope (laughs) sounds like me in the morning now Percy his mom yelled like we have to but then she stopped because she was looking at something and then Percy looked back and in the flash of lightning he saw a figure lumping towards them a dark silhouette of a of a big man that looked like a football player and seemed to be holding a bundle of blankets over his head. With the top half bulky and fuzzy, his upright hands holding what looked like horns. That's creepy. No, that's... But, like, honestly, in a situation like that, if I saw somebody walking forwards with their hands just in the air, I'd be like, what are you doing? See, I wouldn't be doing that. The minute I saw that, I wouldn't say nothing. I would proceed on quietly opening the door. Yeah. And just keep running. I'm like, Mom, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and then this is the part I like because now you see there's a contrast from Mrs. Jackson's usual demeanor. She's soft spoken. She don't like to she don't like to yell. Yeah. You know, and then out of nowhere and in a very dead serious voice, she's like, Get out the car. Get out the car right now. So the he, way you said that to me, I wanted to get out of the car. We're not exactly. Even in so car. she, after she says that, she throws herself on the driver's side of the door and tries to open it, but it's jammed shut because of the mud. Percy desperately looks up at the hole in the roof and tries and like thinks about it, mm-hmm. but he notices that the O is still sizzling and like smoky yeah. and stuff like that. So then out of nowhere, she screams like, "Climb out to the passenger side!" <laughs> Is that how she sounded? I'm thinking. I mean, at this point, if I'm his mom, I'm freaking out. Yeah. If I know what's coming, I know your destiny. See, I've been. I read it differently. I read her as like, almost like a commander. Like, yes, there's urgency in her voice, but it's like 
a calm, not like a calm, but like a commanding presence. Like, get out of the passenger side. See, I don't know. I would have have like a very paranoid Spanish mom. Like, Santa, get out the car. She's like, right now. She's like, bang. (laughs) Dale. Dale. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. She also tells him that if if he sees a big tree, he doesn't know because it's dark until like flashes of light until another flash of lightning and Percy sees the tree that his mom meant a huge white house a Christmas tree sized pine at the crest at the crust or crest crest okay I said that right yeah okay <laughs> at the crest of the said. nearest hill which in fact I'm gonna read again from the chapter if you don't mind I don't okay Re- listeners do you mind too bad right which is funny because no, she I love sell- you. Keep listening. No, for real, yeah. please. <laughs> to our three fans that we have. Which in the okay, I look at our numbers. <laughs> okay, that's that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so in the chapter she says, "That's the property line." My mother said, "Get over that hill and you'll find a big farmhouse down the valley. Run, and don't look back. Yell for help. Don't stop until you reach the door. Mom, are you coming too?" I mean, I didn't mean to say it like that, but that's that was interesting because she knew, and then that's she looked at Percy without even saying anything, and she, he Percy knew, yeah, and that's what prompted him to be like, no, he shouted at her actually like no, yeah, and he tells her like she is coming with him, but she tells him like it's no it's no use I can't cross over there anyway it doesn't want me, it doesn't want Grover it wants you. You need to get there. At the same time, he sees the figure getting closer now. But then as he gets closer, he starts noticing the bundle of blankets of his head is not a bundle of blankets. He's not even holding it. Because he also notices that the figure is walking closer and his arms are swinging on the side of his arm, like on the sides. Yeah. And it's not a blanket. This is actual head. And then those are actual horns. So he starts freaking out. Yeah. He's like, Mom, let's go. He's like, Percy, we don't have time. Go. At that moment, he gets upset because I would have been the same way. I'm like, you know what? Everyone just shut up. I would have told my mom to shut up because who would leave their mom behind? And then she'd have taken off her chancleta and smacked the crap out of you probably. I would have taken it. Yeah. I would have taken that hit. But at least my mom was alive. Yeah. But he, he got so mad, he stopped talking, slammed open the door, gripped Grover, and said, come on, let's go. You're coming with me. And that's where my part ends. And that, that to me, was crazy. Honestly, I think it's it speaks volumes to, like, the human mind also, or just, like, the mm-hmm. mortal mind, mm-hmm. like, living as a mortal, to, like, rationalize things that way that you're afraid of. Like, And I think that's part of what the mist even does, is because it, like, your mind is programmed to kind of, like, rationalize things. Exactly. And so, like, the mist with... kind of... Exactly, and with stuff start being more rational, and you're like, oh, yeah. So, but to me, was reading the details in that chapter, like the setting, the wood, the darkness. Imagine seeing a silhouette type set, but only seeing the silhouette when lightning was flashing. A big, 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 big silhouette of a football player coming towards you. And we do get a better, even a better description because Percy gets a better look at what's after them very in my section do tell all right so percy absolutely refuses to leave without his mom so she ends up helping him with grover anyway and grover is light 
But Percy admits that, like, he's not going to be... He wouldn't have made it far without his mom's help anyway. Yeah. Much like Frodo admits to Samwise Gamgee. Frodo, oh, his boyfriend. Frodo wouldn't have made it very far without Sam. Come on, Mr. Frodo. I was being serious. They were, so was I, Sam. They were going through their domestic problems they in the really second were. film. They really were. Like, they were... Where they were trying to, like, battle. And then, like... See, Gollum, he just drove a wedge in that relationship. He really did. He was that... He was... They were doing so good. They, they cannot have a polyamorous relationship. It's no, just, they couldn't. It, it was just not it. happening. Yeah. Frodo was trying, but it, it goes to show consent. Everybody has to be on board. <laughs> it was sad. Okay. Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson. <laughs> oh, God. He's crying about it. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, he he felt like he was like, okay. Yeah, he wasn't going to make it yeah. if, if his mom didn't help, which mm-hmm. is good because she does end up coming. And this is when Percy glances back. And actually gets his first actual good look at the monster chasing them. And I'm going to read from the book the description. Oh, please. He was seven feet tall, easy, his arms and legs like something from the cover of Muscle Man magazine, bulging biceps and triceps and a bunch of other seps, all stuffed like baseballs under vein-webbed skin. Um, well, um, maybe, maybe. He, <laughs> this, this, isn't, this isn't demigod Tinder, okay? Like, Ew. yeah. Ew. <laughs> this isn't monster swipe left, like... He wore no clothes except underwear. I mean, bright white fruit of the looms, which would have looked funny except the top half of his body was so scary. Coarse brown hair started at about his belly button and got thicker as it reached his shoulders. His neck was a mass of muscle and fur leading up to his enormous head, which had a snout as long as my arm and snotty nostrils with a gleaming brass ring. Cruel black eyes and horns. Enormous black and white horns with points you just couldn't get from an electric sharpener. Wow. And this, ladies and gentlemen... Oh my god, is this is the mythology part. This is the mythology breakdown section. What type of creature is it? This is the Minotaur. The Minotaur! The Minotaur. The Minotaur! I got hype, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So the Minotaur is a... He's the child of, of a white bull mm. and a mortal woman named Pasiphae who was the queen of... Of Crete, married to King Minos. Oh, so this is Greek. This is Greek. Yeah. Gotcha. So, um, here's what happened. See, this mythology might contain strong language that is not suitable for children under thirteen. Your discretion is advised. Please continue. Okay. So, <laughs> here's what happened. So, King Minos, before he was a king, um, had to kind of prove his right to rule Crete. So he prayed to Poseidon. It's like, hey, can you just send me something so I can prove my right to rule? Yes. And Poseidon's like, I got you, boo. Here is... <laughs> here is... I can imagine they're like, I got you. I bro. got you. I got you. Here is a bright white bull that is perfectly formed, perfect. All you got to do, show it to everybody. It'll prove you should be king. But then afterwards... Just gotta sacrifice it. Minos is like, I got you. No worries. It's cool. Easy task. Gets his gets his throne. He's married to Pasiphae. Everything's easy peasy lemon squeezy. But he's looking at this bull and he's like, that's a really nice looking bull. Like it's like really nice. I know I have to sacrifice this. Oh my god, where but, is this story going? I mean, I can sacrifice another bull that kind of looks like this bull, and Poseidon's not going to know the difference. Poseidon knew the difference. I mean, like, when I... 
when you hear these mythology stories again, like and you and you hear the section where the mortal always Just tries to trick with the god, and then the and then they freaking find out. Yeah, I'm like, what you thought? But here's the, <laughs> what here's, you really thought was gonna happen. Here's the thing that drives me crazy: it's that the person that does it hardly ever is the one that's punished. Because Poseidon finds out about, you know, he knows about It's always the third victim. Oh, yeah. So (laughs) Poseidon's like, you're really going to do this? This These are the choices that you've decided to make in your life? All right. Aphrodite, get over here. I want you to send a bestiality-sized lust to Pasiphae for that bull. Yeah. So So he made... So he had Aphrodite... Send an overwhelming lust for this bull to King Minos's wife, and they Had conceive a child, which is thus the Minotaur, and that ends up being the Minotaur. So, well, I wasn't lying about that disclaimer, guys. Oh yeah, glad I put I'm that glad in there. You put that in there because wow, I actually, that I is just forgot. grody to the max. Yeah, so essentially, Talk about like bestiality. Oh yeah, that's a lot. So, so essentially, Aphrodite <laughs> was like, "Hold my nectar." <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I understand yeah, now. Yeah. Aphrodite's <laughs> like, hold my nectar. I got you, Poseidon. But imagine her you. just like, well, mind you, so me I don't, picturing... I don't... No, no, no. I don't want to imagine any of the mechanics to this. Say no more. Like, it even bothers me that Pasiphae survived this birth because it came out with horns. Yeah. All right. So, so King, <laughs> King Minos... Yeah. King Minos is so disgusted by this child, just absolutely disgusted. And we're not getting, I'm not getting too much into the characters like King Minos. And yeah, because it's a story essentially about the Minotaur. And not just that, we're going to talk about him later in other books. Because he is he is perceived in a different way in another mythology. Ex- no, 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 in another of Percy Jackson's books. Oh. Oh, in the second series! No. Yeah. Battle of the Labyrinth, bro! No, but he isn't he in uh, The Lost Hero? Yeah. Yeah. But he's also in Battle of the Labyrinth. Because he... Gaia reincarnates him back. Yeah, because he created the labyrinth. Yeah, so Minos creates this this labyrinth. He gets Daedalus and his son Icarus to create this labyrinth to put the Minotaur inside of it because he's so disgusted by it. He's like, I don't want to see this thing. I don't want to have anything to do with this thing. Annually, he sends in seven boys and seven girls as a tribute to the Minotaur, I guess to eat. Or to fight against? No, I think to eat. Okay. As like food, as offerings. Um, so, and I'm I'm curious, was that their first choice? Was the seven boys and seven girls? Or were they like, King Minos, he's not eating the salad. What? Did you put the croutons on it? Why did... Yeah, but he took them off. Uh, <laughs> why did that sound like a My- Monty Python skit? Because it's a sketch. Okay. <laughs> so like more and on than that, eleven. Because they do it, and my other question is, they do it annually. They do that once a year. So it's like the Hunger Games. Kind of. They send in seven boys and seven girls, and I'm like, wait a second. Does that mean that the Minotaur has like a freezer that he keeps like thirteen other things? I mean, if it's in? once a year, I don't think it matters if he keeps them in the freezer. Yeah, but they're gonna rot. I don't think that he matters about that. I don't think it matters. You don't think he cares about rotting meat? Nah. It's just, it's an OSHA violation. It's just not... I mean, it's a minotaur. That's fair. (laughs) It's a minotaur. So eventually, Theseus, the hero Theseus, aided by Ariadne, who also we will talk about later, Mm -hmm. and Daedalus, the one who created the the labyrinth in the first place, Mm -hmm. um, ends up killing the minotaur, which 
honestly, I'm kind of a monster apologist. Uh, this kind of sucks. For some of us that don't know what that means, what does that mean? It means it sucks <laughs> for the Minotaur because it wasn't even his fault. Yeah, he was, he was just a product. Of he was a product of the gods and his dad's stepfather's stupid decisions. Inactions. Yes. It's not his fault. He was born but it's the task. And They're it's, so easy to accomplish and these mortals in the stories just really they really find a way to mess it up and it's like the nature versus nurture mm. would the minotaur have been better off if they didn't stick him in a labyrinth like would he have been fine just like a little weird they just looked at him and was like you know what you're creepy enough to be a predator so yeah just so they just him. throw him in there so like he could have been okay he might not have been a monster but he was made into a monster mm. i see your point now exactly so nature versus nurture back to the story sally comments on how badly an undisclosed they want to kill percy which honestly in a situation like this as we're talking we're putting ourselves in these situations would scare the absolute tartarus out of me like it would scare the but i like your insinuations got it yeah you're a little themed thank today. you yeah okay so awesome. it would scare the tartarus, <laughs> tartarus out of me because if my mom said something like that while we're looking at the minotaur i'd yeah. be like oh god this is legit. I'm thinking about Mrs. Dodds realizing that she actually wanted to kill me. I'm thinking about the fate, snipping that yarn right in front of me. I'm looking mm. at the Minotaur, one of the first myths I ever learned about. But it's like, he's looking at him, and they're not even moving. That thing is still coming. It's not stopping. But all this is happening in a very condensed <laughs> period of time. So, I would have been freaking... Like, Mom! <laughs> Mom, I gotta go! <laughs> So Percy begins to say, but he's the mint, but his mom stops him, puts a kibosh on it, and tells him not to say the name because names have power. Much like when the ancient Greeks, when we were talking about in the first mm -hmm. chapter, uh, wouldn't say the Furies, they would say the kindly ones because mm -hmm. names have power. Also like in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows when nobody could say Voldemort's name because they were too afraid of it or they put a taboo on it. That was fast and you... All right, I'm going to give you that one. Thank you. Ten points for I, Gryffindor. I, because you kind of get on me sometimes about my Harry Potter references, so I had to get that one out. No, it's uh, fine. It's <laughs> so the Minotaur okay. is... Uh, so they're they're trying to get up the hill, and the Minotaur is checking out the wreckage of the car, but he can't see or hear very well, so he's just kind of sniffing about. Doesn't find anything, so he hurls the car down the road, which may mean he needs to see that counselor that Percy had seen for a little bit of anger management. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I think he just needed to count to 10 because he was so mad he didn't find anything. He just hurls the car. And at that moment, priorities completely in order. Percy remembers Smelly Gabe saying, not a scratch. Too late for that. Oh, yeah. To which I'm pretty sure he says a very heartfelt, sincere, oops. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oops. <clears throat> oops. But at this point, if I had a person like Gabe as my stepfather. I'd be like, bye. Forget the car. Bye, Felicia. Wow. So Sally Jackson, <laughs> Sally Jackson, aka the greatest woman to ever live, has a plan. She tells Percy that the Minotaur can't turn very well, so they they have he has like one direction forwards. Oh, narrow view. <clears throat> can't turn very well, so they need to let him charge and then turn really quickly at the last second. So we'll barrel past them. So right after she says this, the Minotaur finally actually sees them. And starts up the hill towards them with them kind of like scrabbling up the hill. But it's getting really steep and it's still raining torrentially. So it's like slick. And Grover is literally dead weight. Like he's still not moving. He's still unconscious. Oh, damn. That's so right. He's still, still... Gra still dragging him along. That bang really must have messed him up. Yeah. So the three of them end up splitting up. Sally shoulders Grover. She's a little bit, you know, older and a little bit stronger. So she can take him. I keep forgetting that Percy's 12. Yeah. 
<laughs> Trust me, I'm right there. And going one way, and Percy en- ends up going another, and the Minotaur follows Percy. So he probably isn't too worried about Sally and Grover right now. So Percy knows he can't outrun the monster. He looks back, he's like, this thing is gaining on me. And think about it. Think about the speed. Because this Minotaur caught up to them going super fast in a car. See, compared to the movies, that scene that was pretty much touching the book. Okay. That whole scene. I don't remember it too much. I saw the movie once and washed my hands of it. Like, like the part where the Minotaur like the finally sees them and stuff like that. Like, it in the movie, it kind of looks at them and starts charging slowly yeah. or whatever. But, like, the way it's described in the book, the Minotaur it, saw them and was like... Yeah. <laughs> it just Naruto went. Run yeah, like, can you imagine uh, if the Minotaur did the Naruto run? I can see that. Yo. I can see that. And then jumping. And goes, I mean, he's got the horns. Jutsu! <laughs> like, yo. He's got the horns forward. He doesn't need his arms. So, <laughs> yo. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I was saying, Percy knows that he can't run the, run the monster. So he follows his mom's advice, waits for the very last second, and jumps to the side, out of the way of the charging Minotaur. And my question is, quick aside, I know we're doing a lot of asides today, but like... No, it's fine. I'm here for why it. Why don't people do this in the movies? Like what? Think about it. Every time I've seen in a movie or something like that, a building falling out at people, they're literally running away the length of the building, which means they're... Like, literally, if you think about it in a different dimension, you have to run up the building to get away from it like from a certain standpoint you're running the height of the building yeah whereas the width of a building is never even remotely as big as the height so if you run left or right you have a better chance of getting out of the way okay i think that was a little bit too mathematical for me okay. <laughs> that was a little, I, I got you yeah just i understood run left or i think i would survive in a survival situation because not only that you have planes falling at people and people are running this way out of the way of yeah, the plane. Turn, or like where... Don't even do that. Or in movies turn. where like cars accidentally land on train if, tracks and it's like, oh no! Yeah. So they're running and the train is still like... Jump to the left or right. Get on the grass. Or, get off the tracks. Or <laughs> like, if a plane is falling at you and you like it's out of control or something and you're running this way, wouldn't it be easier to run this way? It'll go over top of you and you'll end up behind it and end up behind you. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. I don't know. It kind of misses. If people actually do... The hindsight 2020 out of every situation. Yeah, but that's literally the first thing I would think of. Is like, I'm running towards this thing because if I run in the direction <laughs> it's going, I have more of a chance of getting hit by a plane on the ground. Okay, maybe I should be in Ravenclaw. I don't know. Here we go. So, Yo. Percy's plan works. He gets out of the way, but the drawback is now the monster veers off and starts heading towards his mom and Grover. Mm. So, Sally... Bless her soul. She's like, I'm going to take care of this. She lays Grover in the grass and starts leading the monster down the hill, away from Grover, away from Percy, away from the tree. Uh, and yelling. She, level, she leveled up oh, quick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Boss I was already, mom! I was already, Boss mom! <laughs> I was already in love with Sally just from, like, her demeanor. Couple questionable decisions or whatever. But, I mean, at this point, knowing what we know from the book. But she's yelling, run, Percy. I can't go any further. Run. So Percy is frozen in place, um, just rooted in fear. Like, the literally says he's rooted in fear in place in the book, and he's just kind of forced to witness what happens next because the Minotaur charges her, and she tries to sidestep, but the bull man had learned his lesson from Percy, and he was able to grab her by the neck. 
Oh my god. With both hands. Like he uses both hands and grabs her by the neck. Lifts her up and she's struggling, kicking and fighting, but she manages to choke out one last thing. Fly, you fools. <laughs> and then she falls into the pit of Kazakh Doom and she's battling the Balrog and she comes back later as Sally the White and she saves the day. Wrong movie. <laughs> we're in the oh, wrong film. Oh, we're doing the wrong thing. That is My not God. her life. That is literally Lord of the Rings. I'm just kidding. Okay. That is not her life. <laughs> she's she she's able to choke out one last word, which is go. Run, you fool. <laughs> which is go. Imagine so I'm gonna read this next part. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> then, with an angry roar, the monster closes his fists around my mother's neck. And she dissolved before my eyes, melting into light, a shimmering golden form as if she were a holographic projection, a blinding flash, and she was simply gone. Mm. And Percy is devastated, but the fear that had paralyzed him is immediately replaced with anger, and he knows he has to do something. And honestly, um, I think this is the last time Percy is actually paralyzed in fear, paralyzed into inaction. For the rest of the book series. For the rest of the book series. For the rest of everything. Because after this, never. I think, honestly, this is the moment, because, spoiler alert, his fatal flaw is that he will sacrifice anything. The mission, anything. To save his friends. To save his friends and his family. And I think this is the moment where it begins. I think this is where it kicks off. Because he was so rooted in fear, he couldn't even try to help his mother. And Mm. she's gone. Yeah. And, and then to and see, he's twelve. Yeah, so imagine being twelve and seeing your mom turn to gold dust. Like, oh god, just the, <laughs> the wrestler gold dust. No, I'm good. What? Look it up. Okay, we'll give. Okay. <laughs> so he gets a second wind at this point with the rush of adrenaline. He's angry, like when he faced Mrs. Dodds, and now the Minotaur was bearing down on Grover, and Percy's afraid his best friend will be lifted up and turned to light as well. But he decides that he's not going to let that happen. Literally exactly what I just said. He's not going to let it happen. Mm -hmm. So he takes off his red jacket and calls the Minotaur stupid and ground beef. And the Minotaur roars and shakes his fist at him in response, which is kind of a hilarious response, in my opinion. I know he can't talk, but like, hey, stupid, ground beef, I shake my fist at you. Wow. Angrily. (laughs) To show my frustration, because I cannot eloquently put it into words. (laughs) <laughs> that, but imagine him saying that though but like, but in a roar I wonder if he spoke in the movie I don't remember so now I think he did spoke in the movie uh, 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 okay uh, so now Percy has his own plan he puts his back to the pine tree and he's gonna jump out of the way and the minotaur will hit the tree and Percy will be victorious but it doesn't really happen like that so the minotaur charges but he's holding both of his arms out to either side of himself so Percy can't dodge Either way, he can't go left or right, and he obviously is not a diglet, so he can't go down. Yeah. So he's essentially trapped. But at the last second, he's like, I don't have anywhere else to go. He uses the Minotaur's head as a springboard, jumps off of it, turns in midair, and lands on the Minotaur's neck with Percy wondering how he did that and whether or not he should have tried out for gymnastics, Mm, honestly. And then low-key, though, this is the first glimpse of his natural just kicking in for him. Exactly. Other than Mrs. Dodds. Exactly. This so, is like, oh no, this is the second time. Yeah. Because I forgot about Mrs. Dodds. Exactly. Go ahead. So he only really has like a millisecond to question this because the Minotaur does end up slamming into the tree. So Percy's plan does kind of work. But just like Captain Cold from DC's The Flash, 
Uh, his plan is make the plan, execute the plan, expect the plan to go off the rails, make a new plan. Exactly. So Percy essentially has to make a new plan at this point. <clears throat> so now Percy's perched precariously upon the Minotaur's neck, and he just starts trying to shake him off. And I'm like, dude, you've got arms. Just reach up and grab him. But then I'm also like, possibly he's so swole. Because he's, <laughs> like, you know how you have, like, a like I don't know personally, but, like, bodybuilders will have a less of a range of motion with their arms. Yes, I, I've heard situations where some bodybuilders lift too much in their arms and where they, they can't really close they, their arms exactly. or they look like they look like gorillas just which walking is what because I imagine, they can't really close their arms. Which is what I imagine the Minotaur looks like. So I'm like, maybe he can't, he literally can't reach him on top of his neck. Mm -hmm. So Grover chooses this time to get the monster's attention by in the grass far away, again, moaning the word food. So the Minotaur ends up charging at him. And Percy is like, nah, bro, it ain't going down like that. And he grabs the Minotaur's <laughs> horn and pulls on it so hard that he rips it off. And this hurts the Minotaur. The Minotaur, I think... He literally ripped it he, off. Yeah, by, with his bare hands. He's literally pulling back on it so hard, he ripped it off. Book to movie contrast. He hits the tree, rips his own horn off. Um, Percy grabs the horn and stabs him before passing out. Yeah, see... I'm gonna let you keep doing that because I'm not gonna watch the movie again. I oh mean, no, no! When we watch the movie, is like if we do it, like I'll watch it. But like, I'm gonna uh, yeah, let you, I'm gonna let you. Yeah, because my mind is pretty. I mean, I, I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, but I, I'm pretty sure that he hit the tree, broke his own, own broke his own horn, and Percy grabbed it and stabbed him. See, well, this is crazy. In this, Percy literally by hand rips the horn off himself, and the Minotaur full stop. And I think this. Because it says the Minotaur throws Percy, but, like, I think, obviously, he didn't reach up and grab him. We're going with the headcanon that his, he's too small. He can't reach. So I think he, like, literally was charging <laughs> and just stops, and the momentum throws Percy forwards, and he slides, and he hits his head on, yeah. like, a rock or something like that. And he's really dazed. But now, he finds that he's not weaponless. He's a dagger-length bone horn in his hands to use as a weapon. So now, understandably upset, the Minotaur charges Percy, and he instinctively rolls to one side and stabs the monster under his ribs with the horn, and the Minotaur just Thanos snaps into dust. He just disintegrates, which is different from how Sally went out. Obviously, we just... Yeah, she just turned into a different it. color, Tyra dust. Her dust was weird. So She turned into light. Oh, it was light. I so, said dust earlier. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so did you take note... When you first read this, did you take note of that? Did you notice the difference between how Sally went out and how... Mm -hmm. What did but you I, think of that? I was like, okay, well... Well, obviously, my mind went like, okay, she's not dead. When the first time I really? read it. Yeah. You, you didn't think she was dead? At first, it hit me until I read the bull. When when the Minotaur turned into dust, like Mrs. Dodds. Uh -huh. I was like, hmm. Maybe she is dead? Let's read on. Okay. <laughs> it's like, let's read on. Because at first, I'm like, damn, already off the bat, the mom died. Because I, what I thought, um, like, I thought that she died. I did think that she died. Um, because if it has anything to do with the mythology, it's always tragic. So I yeah, was like... someone's mom always has to perish. Exactly. So what I thought was because she was mortal and she was such a pure being, she died a different way than monsters do who are creatures and evil. Oh, that's what you took when she... That's why I thought she turned to light and yeah. died that way. Yeah, so... Just curious about that. So now the Minotaur's gone. The rain stopped. Percy was in pain and shaking. 
grieving for his mom. He's 12. He just saw his mom die. He just fought a monster he knew to be the Minotaur. Finding all this stuff out, he's 12. I just have to keep saying that. I currently and, keep forgetting that he is 12. Yeah. and <laughs> Like, imagine yourself at 12. I would have been crying. Yeah. So he is sobbing. and he, But there's Grover laying in the grass. Best protector in the world. Needing his help. And we know Percy. He's going to help somebody else. So he hauls his best friend up. Mm-hmm. Carries him down into the valley, past the tree. He's crying. He's screaming for his mother. Twelve. <laughs> and he's holding Grover and he's heading towards the farmhouse lights and he collapses on the porch, but opens his eyes momentarily to see, and I quote, the stern faces of a familiar looking bearded man and a pretty girl, her blonde hair curled like a princess's. Blonde hair. Curly. Hmm. The girl Sounds very different from brunette. Mm-hmm. And the girl says, he's the one. He must be. Uh, but she is silenced by she but she is silenced by the man and told to bring Percy inside, and that's where the chapter ends. Um, didn't Percy pass out? He passes out, yeah. Oh salty, sorry. Yeah. But he passed out, he woke up, he saw that, and then he's out again. And that's where And that's the end of the chapter. And that's the end of chapter four. My mother teaches me bullfighting. She ain't teaching him anything anymore. <laughs> Why? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Damn. So... <laughs> like, for real. This, see, this. Remember I told you in the beginning, there's like, the book didn't get me right away? Yeah, yeah. Until a certain chapter, this is it. Chapter four, the mid chase. Because you know, after this, it's just it goes downhill. Yeah, everything everything starts like from here on. This is like where Percy gets essentially like the lowdown from here on out. Like he's and the next part is also where I have where it brings up people like treating him like he should just know stuff yeah and like you got all sprinting all this on him yeah. telling him where to go but also telling him to be quick about it he and has so his many his mom qu- just yeah. died mm-hmm mm-hmm he's tw- i don't know how many times i'm gonna say it. he is 12 like any 12 year olds listening to it of the three people that listen to our podcast so far if you're 12 <laughs> if you're 12 <laughs> like imagine all of this happening imagining such a uh, it's a traumatic event like it's really something traumatic <laughs> you know it um, yeah I, I can see that cause me if I put myself in my 12 year old body no I, see if I put myself in my 12 year old body I would I would probably die because I was I am, I was a different person you're a different person than what I was you are a different now. person like, but I was also like I was kind of more of a not that I'm not okay I would be imagine the most Gryffindoriest Gryffindor like literally impulsive and just running into things and just yeah. doing it yeah like that's who I was to the extreme to like the oomph power so like if something like this happened I would run at it not away I was never long bottom you were Neville? Yeah. You kind of grew up into your hotness and, like, your confidence? Yeah. and now I'm the most attractive one out of the whole Harry Potter cast. I'm probably, like, pansy. Oh, my God. Okay. 
<laughs> All right, let's start with the questions. Oh, okay. Time for our lightning bolt round. Lightning bolt round. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? I'll give them my two questions. Question number one. Let's say you are... B. Is it B? <laughs> um, I haven't said I, It's always yet. C. If you ever have a multiple choice, just say C. Okay. Damn it. Well, let's say you are Sally Jackson. Okay, I am Sally Jackson. Knowing everything that you know now, knowing your own son's fate, because she knows everything. Come on. You were with his dad for a hot minute before you even conceived him. So, would you just be like, oh, you're wasting time. Or you would have taken more initiative in making sure that he got there safe. Telling him to shut up and just follow her. Instead of just telling him, just go, go. See, it's, it's different as a mother. Um, like it, Or as a parent in general. Whoever mm-hmm. you are, however you identify, it's different. Because this is somebody that has possibly come from you. Or someone that you have adopted and you care for more than anything in the world. And it's like... If it was you, I might just be like, dude, you gotta go. You gotta go. But if it were my son, I would be throwing hands with the Minotaur. Honestly. Like, oh, you were like, distract I would, the Minotaur. I would put myself in the mi- like in between mm-hmm. Percy and the Minotaur. No, I, f- I see that. That yeah. kind of is the same answer to me because I'm like, okay, well, he's not listening to me. I'm about to go fight this Minotaur real quick. Yeah. Like, Percy, you need to go. Hold my nectar. Okay, hold that nectar. <laughs> hold, hold my ambrosia! <laughs> well, the ambrosia is, I think, like food. I know. Okay. I just feel like saying ambrosia. That's fair. Ambrosia! <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, damn. The sound bites went, wow. <laughs> well, edit it. Um, my second question is, my second question was, when they got blown off the road. Yeah. And Percy's still asking questions. His mom is like, we don't have time. You need to go. Yeah. Which, I understand she's your mom, but if your mom is telling you to bounce to protect you, she's obviously trying to protect you. I mean, even you should know that. Yeah. You know, why, like, you might have even prevented her from turning into that light, that golden light thing. But I don't know. I, I like you said, let's chuck it up because he's 12. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think I would just be like, okay, mama, bounce. So Bye. What's the question? My question is. Okay. If you were being Percy, like, would you have just left? Would you follow your mom's orders? I, like, I knowing knowing she's told you to load, knowing that you wouldn't leave her mom, but... If I were Percy, I, no, I wouldn't have just left her. In any situation, I'm throwing hands with this Minotaur. I'm not leaving my mom No matter how I, many times you slice yeah, this cake? There's, there's no, like, whatever yeah. shit, it always comes up unicorn shape. Like, that's it. Like, no matter how, way, how many ways you slice it, like... Way to clean that up, friend. What? Oh. Um. <laughs> I'm always saving. Like, I'm not the type of person that leaves people behind. Like, I can't do it. Like, I. Yeah. I have that in common with Percy. This is another reason why I identified with Percy so much and why I thought I was a daughter and of Poseidon. also a Gryffindor, for yeah. anybody that wants to know. And in case I haven't mentioned it, I am a Gryffindor. I think I've said it at least four times so far just this episode. Yeah, yeah. All right. <clears throat> How about you? What are I, your questions? Okay. Yours is always more opinion. And mine yeah. are always, like, based on the reading. So, <clears throat> what does Grover threaten Percy with after being called a donkey from the waist down? Oh. He said, and I quote again, 
There are satyrs that would trample you on the hoof for such insult. I love that <laughs> so much. It's a, like partially that question is because I love that so much. I love that line. Under hoof. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> like it's so on character. Like me saying the scared the Tartarus out of me. Like that's so on brand for for Grover, and I love it. But that, that also brings me back to when they were like discussing what Grover were, and they took that time to like bicker <laughs> while the mom is on this high high speed pursuit. It's like I will turn this car around. And um, it's you like, better and not. It, it reminds me. It brings me back since like Percy's from New York. I imagine his Manhattan side coming out. Like, uh, bro, like, what you mean? Like, <laughs> you are a straight-up donkey. Like, what? You a donkey from the waist down? Hmm. Yeah. You also pictured him being Italian? I did. I thought he was Italian. Maybe a little bit. But little there's bit. another Italian character later on, so. Okay. Um. So the second question that I have is, what brand of underwear does the Minotaur wear? Bright Fruit of the Looms. Bright White Fruit of the Looms. Oh, it's bright white. Yeah. I thought it was like, like never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never like, mind. But just Fruit of the Looms? Hey, Mr. I like that. I like that, that Rick Riordan does. He he mixes a lot of the mythology with modern day things. Like, later on in the book, you're going to meet Apollo. You're going to meet how Apollo is, how he is described in the book. You're going to see Hades. You're going to see... um. Aries, you're gonna see like everybody, but in modern day civilization. It's funny because, like I said, Rick Riordan likes to mix the mythology with modern day society, how everything works. Yeah. His version of, of the Minotaur is, is a lot in other type of shows, like in the Minotaur shown in American Horror Story season three, The Coven. When the Wudu Queen takes revenge and she brings back her boyfriend that was turned into a Minotaur. Mm. Yeah. In in other shows too. Oh, he's in the movie Immortals as well. The he's same thing. Either. You didn't see it? No. They even have like a uh, insinuation of the labyrinth. Mm. And I they, mean you you almost have to. If you're talking about the Minotaur, you gotta talk yeah. about the labyrinth. So it shows the it shows the Minotaur and the labyrinth and everything. So it, it, like out of in terms of Mythology movies like Clash of the Titans, Wrath of the Titans, Immortals, and stuff like that. Um, Immortals really hit close to mythology. One version. One version. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, um, any more questions? No, that's all. I think we're ready for our Iris message segment. Um, and as of right now, we don't have any emails. So uh, li- Write to us! <laughs> listeners, if you want to send us in your fan story or... Um, like how you got found out about the the books and you know what they've done for you if they've made any kind of impact or your personal stories behind the books why you like them your favorite who your godly parents is I know it's a little if you just like pick one and you're like that's my godly parent that's oh. understandable too but talking about godly parents my one of my friends he actually took the test after listening to the intro. Oh, okay. About you describing of the, of the how to do the, the MBTI and yes, us? yes. So he is per- son of Persephone. <gasps> solid son of Persephone. All right. I'm like, okay. Well, there we go. We, we got, got one. We got one. Yeah. We got one. If, so if you would like uh, to that person that is the son of Persephone, if you would like to send in your fan story, the email address is Olympus Radio Podcast at gmail dot com, and you can send us. Any or all or as long or as short of an email as you want. We will read it on this segment. 
<laughs> and like once again like this what got me intrigued into the book series and, yeah and for me it doesn't take that much i enjoy reading regardless you know you put a book in front of me i'll give it a try even if it sucks i will finish the book because i'm that type of person i'm very different i have to be i have to be interested in the book i tried to pick up uh, Wizard's First Rule, if anybody's tried that. And oh, I, I could my not do God. It. I finished it. Oh, my God. How? It was hard, but I finished the book. I personally can't do it. I could I, not do but it. But I, I promptly say, hey, I can't do the second one. Because it was our friend of ours that lent it to me. Yeah. And I finished the first one. Mm-hmm. I liked it because it gave you that old, like, Dungeons & Dragons type feel. Yeah. But it was... Very like token is very 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 old English writing yeah. and I couldn't I couldn't do it I couldn't do it like I I audio booked Game, Game of, of Thrones oh that sounds like a good read well I didn't read it I listened to it because I wouldn't I, have been, I, I still wouldn't count have been, it as reading I tried to read it I have them but I wouldn't have been able to read it gotcha. so I, because of the old English and the words right yeah it was yeah. so much better having someone read it to me um, but with these books with Percy Jackson books. Like I said, like, I don't know when I stopped my first segment of reading. I think I was chapter seven. Uh, like, literally, in one sitting, I went from chapter one to chapter seven. That's what happened to me when I read um, Catching Fire. That's fair. Catching Fire was that business. That's fair. All right. So that was, uh, that was my mother teaches me bullfighting. Chapter four, episode cuatro. That's four in English. Boom. Oh, get prepared. You're going to be hearing a lot of Spanish words coming in and out of this radio show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean... It's going to be like interviewing with Dora. You are. <laughs> like, ¿Cuál es la palabra? What is that word? Say backpack. <laughs> Mochila! <laughs> or, you know, my version of saying backpack. You know, there's different versions of saying this the same word in Spanish culture. And I'm learning a little bit too because uh, as you can tell from me saying chancleta earlier. Yeah, some people say chancla. Yeah, some people say chancla. But I went with chancleta because that's really fun to say. Oh, all right. That's, all right. And that's, that's, that's it. That's it. If you like what you heard and want to follow us, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Olympus Radio Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Olympus underscore radio and any fan stories or emails that you want to send us, you can send to Olympus Radio Podcast at gmail.com. We're also hosted on Anchor at anchor.fm slash Olympus radio. You can also find us on Spotify or any podcast platform by searching Olympus Radio in the search bar. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the podcast because it helps people find us and gets us to the top of the charts. I'm Lucas. And I'm Haley. And this is Olympus Radio. May, May the, the gods, gods be with you. you.